my job involves traveling. How can I perform sadhana? I think it's a very relevant question to most people. One way or the other, we have to travel. Most of us, some don't. So there is, we will cover this, and, uh, and it's written in the book as well in detail, but there are kind, different kinds of sadhanas. If you are doing what we called nitya karma, nitya karma is what you go, for example, you go to a school and you mark your presence. That's nitya karma. Nitya means daily or routine, and karma is action. So when you are doing Gayatri Mantra Japa, let's say just one round every day, if you do it in your mind, it won't take you 20 minutes like it did now. It will take you a bit less. Then you can do it anywhere. You can do it in your hotel room. You can do it even while driving. You can do it on a plane. You can do it anywhere with or without beads. If you are doing what we call the second kind of action called nemetic karma. Nemetic is towards some cause, nimit, towards some uh, medium or, or with a view, with a certain objective in mind. Then we do what we call purusharana. And purusharana is the basis of invocation of any mantra, not just Gayatri mantra. And in this camp, you will learn how to do purusharana, in fact. If you are doing purusharana, then I have to segregate a bit. If your guru has given you the mantra, then he or she might have also given you the instruction what to do in the event that you are traveling. But if you are doing it, let's say from this book and doing it on your own, and you want to invoke the energy on your own, in that case, you can make your own framework. You can make your own rule. Ideally, when you invoke any energy in Purusharana, because it is training of the mind. In the olden days, gurus will not authorize any disciple to do Purusharana unless they are done Nitya Karma for anywhere between 8 and 12 years. So only after that they'll say, okay, now you have the discipline to sit still, you have the discipline to focus, so I will give you the science of invocation. If you're doing it on your own through some book or something, then ideally, as I was saying, you need to sit at the same place, same time, every single day for the duration you commit. So when you are, let's say you decide to do 100,000 japa, and you say, I am going to do it in, for argument's sake, 40 days which means you will do 2,500 count every single day. In an ideal world, you need to start at the same time every day. Because remember, we are training your mind to operate in a certain fashion. Everything will stem from that. Now, if you're traveling, do the best you can. That's all I'll say then. Don't break completely in between, do the best you can. Maybe you can um, 
just chant some in your room or on the plane or on your flight and so on. Do the best you can, but um, give your heart, mind, soul, everything to, to when you do the invocation. Because it's very simple at the end of the day. If you keep on chanting and don't get the benefits, then my being here is worthless and your being here is pointless and us spending this time here is absolutely useless. My goal is that by the time tomorrow comes, evening comes, you would have done this camp, when you go back and chant and invoke, you should actually see noticeable benefits in your life. If those benefits don't come in mantra sadhana, then it's a waste of time. And they will only come if you really focus on the quality of your practice. So how much time you put in, it is entirely up to you. Having said that, if you are not going to put in the time, results will not come. Results will not come by reading my books. Results will not come by attending my camps. Results will not come by dreaming about sadhana. Results will not come by wanting to be Vishwamitra or Vasishta. Results will come by actually doing it. And it may sound uh, uh, demotivating or daunting, but you know the first few years, you won't even have an idea what's going on. It will take you like five to seven years to really just get a handle on the basics of, of sadhana. Or if you are only chanting for 10 minutes a day, I'm not saying five to seven years. It's the wrong way to put it actually. What I mean to say is it will take you at least two to three thousand hours just to get a grip on how to do it effectively. When you will do the sadhana, you will discover your own method. And that is the key. I will walk you through all the steps, all 36. But you may discover that you actually don't need to do all 36. I heard there was this little girl who used to live on, a, on an island. And it was said of her that nobody taught her anything and yet she used to chant beautiful mantras she used to read scriptures she read sasranama vedas and uh, a very elite pandit brahmin found out in the village that this is uh, this girl nobody has taught her she's living on an island she's perhaps a fisherman's daughter and she is chanting mantras on her own He's, he thinks to himself, I must go and, and teach this girl properly because God knows what all she is saying. And he takes a boat, gets down to the island, on the island, and sure indeed, he is hearing chants. And he is now feeling nervous because she is doing all wrong. This is not how you chant, he thought to himself. He went running. It's not easy to run if you're wearing a dhoti, but, <laughs> but nevertheless, anyway, he, he ran and went to the girl and he shook her, stopped her from chanting. He said, what are you doing? She said, oh, 
Pandiji and she took her, did pranam and said, I'm, I'm chanting. What are you chanting? He said, I'm chanting the names of Mother Divine. You're doing it all wrong. He said, this is not how you do it. She said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I made a grave mistake, some sin. There are 36 steps, he said, in, in, in proper invocation. I'll teach you all those. So he sat down and made her make notes. And she started writing down what all this uh, Vedic scholar was telling her. And then in the end, he said, now have you understood? She said, yes. And then he took the boat back. As soon as he uh, disembarked from the boat, he sees that uh, he's hearing this little girl's voice from behind, saying, Pandiji, Pandiji, one question, one question. And he turned around and sees the girl just right there. He said, okay, what's the question? And she said, what do we do in step number six? And uh, I, was, I had some confusion about that. He said, this is how you do it, but hang on a minute. How did you get here? There was only one boat, and I took it. She said, I just chanted mother's name and I ran, and I ran on water. And I thought, you know, I had to get this right because mother would not like it if I do it wrong. He said, it is me who has to seek knowledge from you, the scholar said. Because I just kept focused on, kept my focus on chanting throughout my life, and yet I had to take a boat to get to you, and here, with your sheer faith and devotion alone, you just ran across the water. Clearly, I am missing something, he said. And that's what I mean, that you are going to discover your own method. There is no one singular right or wrong way of doing it. My job is to give you the tools, one, Two, share with you the method that worked for me. And three, give you what the scriptural injunctions are on the current matter. After that, it's up to you to tweak it and to create out of that your own process. But one small word of caution. As they say, rules are meant to be broken. After you have championed them. So feel free to break the rules, but first understand what those rules are. First practice them, master them, and then you can say, oh, I don't need to do this. I'm very pure. I don't need to do purification, for example. Whatever, you know. So if your job involves traveling, do the best you can, but don't break it just because you are traveling. Fine, you're extremely tired and it's 11 p.m. and you just spend the last three hours on the net surfing and reading pointless articles and so on. And you're very tired and you just cannot stay awake anymore. Can you do for five minutes? Rather than skipping it completely, can you just chant for seven minutes and then go to bed? Don't miss it. Don't skip it. Do the best you can. Why is long-form Gayatri not as frequently chanted, taught as a short-form popular Gayatri? Is long-form more powerful? In fact, that's not true. 
the long form of gayatri in fact is tat savitur varanyam mrgodevasya dhimahi dhiyo yana prachodya that's one verse in in uh, rigveda the long form is om bhur bhuvasva the longer form is om bhur bhuvasva jana satya tapa maha and then tat savitur varanyam mrgodevasya dhimahi and then you have mahamrtyunjay mantra which is the longest form so which combines Om Om and then combines ಪ್ರಚೋದಯ and this is not the forum but you can also chant gayatri mantra on your chakras which brings different so i could be going om bhur bhuvasva tat savitur varanyam bhrgo devasya dhimahi dhiyo yona prachodyat i could go chakra lower om bhur bhuvasva tat savitur varanyam bhrgo devasya dhimahi dhiyo yona prachodyat i could go chakra lower om bhur bhuvasva tat savitur varanyam bhrgo devasya dhimahi dhiyo yona prachodyat or even lower so that is something you will that will come with practice and that's something if you want to meditate on the energy of the mantra on your chakras if you want to build intuition and and health physical health you could chant gayatri mantra on your manipur chakra solar plexus navel belly button if you want to build uh, calmness in your heart uh, and bit of peace and bliss you could meditate on gayatri mantra on your heart chakra anahat chakra so you could imagine om bhur bhuvasah tat savitur varanyam bhrgo devasya dhimahi dhiyoyon prachodyat if you want sharper um, vision i don't want to use the word clairvoyance but something like that or if you want to tap into other forms of consciousness if you want to experience astral travel and other fancy things like that then then meditate here on your brow chakra agya chakra om bhurbhuvasva tat savitur varanyam bhrgodevasya dhimahi dhiyoyona prachodayat and each kind of meditation will give you different results can we do a purusharana again even if it's done previously absolutely keep doing it till you succeed you can do a purush charana many times do it once you don't get the results do it again do it again do it again do it again japet siddhi japet siddhi japet siddhi bhavet if you don't succeed once don't tell anybody if you don't succeed <laughs> then just do it again <laughs> i'm just joking it means that keep doing it why this figure of 100000 japha or or 24 lakhs 2.4 million japhans so on the idea is that there would be some point in that with some time when you will actually get it when the bulb in your head will go on ah i got it this is how i'm going to get it the chance the odds are much better if you do it many many times in fact nitya karma uh, the reason gurus or sages would earlier ask people to do it for very long years and years was that when they actually get into purusharana they would be really ready to to chant and today because we are doing purusharana from the beginning so i i would be very surprised if you succeeded 
in the first attempt. I'm assuming you'll do at least five to ten times. The main purusharana that I did, and I've shared this in the past as well. So my chanting of of that mantra was 2.4 crores. That is 24 million times I chanted it. And my view was very simple. Out of that, there must be some point when I'll get it right. You know, in, in, in cricket, for example, the bowler only has to get one ball right. And he or she gets the wicket. You have to keep defending as a as a as a uh, what do you call batsman, and you'll have to keep hitting and so on. But as a bowler, you only have to get your target just once right. You may bowl, I don't know how it works really these days, but let's you bowl ten overs, sixty sixty balls, yeah, and you only have to get one right to get one wicket. So you will keep chanting. the The moment you get a spark you know, on one of your chakras or in your body, the moment you get a spark, you'll know, okay, I have to retain that state. And from that moment on, things will improve in your practice. And the day things improve, things will take a better shape. It's as simple as that. Why is there separation in the first place? And why such a specific technique to realize God? I think if I give you the impression that there is a specific technique, then uh, I am doing injustice. There is no technique. There is no method. All I'm saying is there are ways to train yourself. If you are somebody who doesn't believe in the existence of God, you could just do pure meditation. If you're somebody who doesn't even believe in consciousness, you could just do yoga, stretch your limbs and feel on top of the world and feel good about that. If you're somebody who believes in God, then maybe you need to then take a different view. Chanting could take you closer to yourself, the divine energy that is in you. And that separation is there because of conditioning, beliefs and desires, for which you are to be blamed only maybe 10%. Your parents, 60%. And society, 30%. Really, whatever you know right now, somebody has told you. How do you know what you know? Socrates said it's the most important question any person can ask. How do you know what you actually do know? What if what you heard was wrong? Where would that truth stand? So the idea is to uncover yourself, unlayer yourself. And this is just simply training the mind. If you want to play piano, for example, you don't have to have a teacher. You don't have to develop your own technique. You may even be able to play some stuff. But if you build your foundation on a technique, you can play a lot more. You can branch, branch out if you have first mastered the basics.